Some NFL salary cap news that positively affects the Browns, free agency, the combine, and a whole lot more coming up right now on the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. The sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Chubb runs. He's to the 10, 15. He's to the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. There goes Chubb. He's to the 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown. Chubb on Lava Hub. It's going to be sick. Oh, I can't wait till we hopefully get to hear Nick Chubb's name being called by the great Jimmy Donovan sooner than later. Not the start of the year at some point. I'm Andy McNamara. Welcome to the show, everybody. Browns offseason, scouting combine this week, free agency coming up, lots of rumors. Make sure you click notifications on, subscribe, and get us on Twitter, X at SickPodBrowns, at AndyMC81, Instagram and TikTok, at AndyMC Sports League, comments below, uh, share and like. Always love that. All right. You know what? Let's let's not mince around today. Let's get right to my guy, Chris Oldak from ESPN Cleveland, producer of the really big show, co-host of Paw and Paulus. Down there in God's country, Cleveland, Ohio. Chris, welcome back to the show, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. Well, great to have you. And I wanted to have you on in part because it's an interesting time in the NFL season because there's lots of possibilities, but very few answers. And one thing that we did find out, which shocked me, was how much the, the NFL salary cap went up, which Chris literally, with a snap of the fingers, got the Browns from in salary cap trouble to plus 11 million. Yeah, it, it, it I was not expecting the jump uh that we saw it was so that was that was great news for the Browns as you said. Yeah. You know, Andrew Barry will not be done though restructuring. Obviously, no. you have to make more room for all the new guys you bring in all of that. So we know they're not done, but it helps alleviate some of that pressure, which is great. But I expect them to do something with Deshaun Watson's contract, whatever it is, keep kicking the can down the road. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's what you see teams everywhere around the NFL doing. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see, I mean, you heard it, Nick Chubb. Um, they're probably going to restructure him coming off the two knee surgeries this past season. So I think there's going to be a lot of work for Andrew Barry to do when he's not done, but they, they definitely got a huge, uh, a huge break there. No doubt. Yeah. That helps Amari Cooper possibly as well with 20 plus million in salary cap. I wonder though, Chris, with the Deshaun Watson angle of it at some point, at some point, they're going to have to pay the full chunk. So maybe if you can restructure a bit of the Nick Chubb contract, you give him some upfront money, whatever, you 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 know mix and match a little bit here and there. I wonder if this might be the year where Andrew Barry, with that little bit of extra right now, could say, hey, I'm going to pay that, what is it, 46 mil or whatever. I'm going to pay that chunk now because even as that stands, there's still 11 million bucks over. I wonder if this might be that year because, Chris, otherwise we're going to get to the point we're paying this thing off two, three, four years after Watson's out of here. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because no one wants to talk about it yet, but half of the coin is, okay, he f- comes back this year off the shoulder surgery, and he's worth every penny. Yeah. The other flip side of that is, okay, how do we get off of the Deshaun Watson contract and, and maybe just move him totally if this upcoming year doesn't work? Right. By paying a larger chunk of that this year, there's less to pay on the back end. So maybe that gives you a little more flexibility. I don't believe the Browns are there yet, for the record. I'm not saying that that's what the Browns right. are planning on doing, but 
you have to you have to be having that conversation right at some point. So I think it'll be interesting how they handle the Deshaun Watson uh, contract situation and ult- and ultimately, Andy, I think it all will give us a a peek into the window of maybe how they really feel about Deshaun Watson after two disappointing years so far. Well, yeah, this is year three of five. Like, like Chris, this is the, this right. is the point where, right. come on, right? Like this is, this is the point where if you're Andrew Barry, you have to think, okay, if this doesn't work out this year, we got to be making some plans because you well, are wasting miles my, Garrett's prime Chubb's near the end. You got, you know, you can Denzel Ward. There's, there's a whole. The team's ready now. You just need that right. quarterback. Go, go down the list of all the players who you, David and Joku all of a sudden turned into a, a great tight end, a Pro Bowler. I mean, it's one yeah. of those things where you're right, where you can't. This is the window. Now, that doesn't mean Deshaun won't be here longer than this five years. Maybe he turns it around this year, and the next three years he's great. And the, he's a let's put him in that Josh Allen category of just really good, but you can't quite get to the Super Bowl. Right. So. I would imagine after that, the Browns will do everything they can to keep him beyond that. But you're looking at a window with the rest of the team mm-hmm. is ready to win. So if they if they don't do it, I mean, this year is huge. I know we we joke all the time that it's the biggest offseason in Browns yeah. history. Well, it, it kind of feels that way even more so than last year. So I know it's cliche, but that's where we are. Well, and one of the... the- big free agent acquisitions is going to be the backup quarterback position. And Andrew Barry said he considers it a top 30 spot, which to me would, I would think here, Chris, that that doesn't mean you slide in DTR like we did last year at number two. You you can't. If it's me, you can't do it. I'm sorry. No offense to DTR. He's young. Look, he, he beat the Steelers last year and that's all well and good, but if Joe Flacco, here's the crazy thing. If DTR never gets hurt last year, Joe Flacco in all likelihood is never a Cleveland Brown, and maybe the Browns don't make the postseason. Wow. I, and, and again, that's not a that's not a shot at DTR at all. He's a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Um, but I would not feel as a Browns fan, I would not feel confident having DTR be your backup. No. So who do you go to? Is it is it Joe Flacco and you bring him back? Is it a Jacoby Bursett? type player uh i've heard the name mitchell trubisky thrown around you need someone who can just come in there and win you a couple of games and and this is not a slight against deshaun watson but assume he's going to miss a couple of games right i mean that's the pattern that that's the pattern and also just look around the league i know a handful of teams did have their quarterbacks play all year long but injuries are going to happen and even if it is Let's say it's not even a full game. Let's say it's a quarter or Deshaun gets banged up in the fourth quarter with seven minutes to go and he just can't go in for the rest of the game. You need someone that you're at least going to have faith in right now. Again, I think DTR could develop into a good quarterback down the road. I just don't think he's ready for it. No, And this isn't the time where the team has the luxury to do that. If, if we're Correct. talking 2017 Browns, sure, throw DTR right. in. and 1999. 2017 yeah. sure throw them in there right but but They'd probably right. ruin them but you know <laughs> <laughs> but the team like you said they're ready to win yeah. now and i would hate to see that go to waste we, we can't be messing around this has to be a time right. and i i get the feeling that with the moves kevin stefanski and and the organization made at coaching what andrew barry's saying it doesn't seem like they're going to be too it seems chris that they're getting away from the andrew barry stigma of if you're my draft pick or you're my decision, I don't want to look dumb. So you're holding on. 
we've seen him getting past that a little bit. And I hope this is a case where, all right, you're going to either go after a Joe Flacco. Um, who, Chris, I got to say, I, I am getting the feeling he might be following Alex Van Pelt to New England. I, you know, I've started to hear that over the last you couple know? of days. And I, and look, if, if New England, they're in a state of transition. So if they need a guy to bridge whatever gap they're doing from Mac Jones to maybe somebody they draft this year, it makes all the sense in the yeah. world. So, and I would not fall. How could you fall Joe Flacco to, if he finds a starting Who's role starting? elsewhere? No. Um, no. Just but, not Pittsburgh, please. Can't do it. It, it could be right. Oh. It, 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 I, I, now they say you're the rumor out of Pittsburgh right now is that they're not looking at a quarterback to that. I say, good, great. Hope, like, please. <laughs> right. Please. But, um, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle it to your point though, about Andrew Barry and the draft picks. Um, I think part of that was early on for Andrew Barry. He was mm -hmm. young. It was his first time as the guy, the general manager, and it's like, okay, yeah, there, there was probably some of that. I don't want to be wrong about my guys. Yeah. But I think he, he quickly realized that he's really good in other, sp in other spots, whether that is free agency or whether that's making trades. Like, look what we got Amari Cooper for from Dallas a couple of years. What it was a yeah. fifth rounder? So, yeah. Zadarius think, Smith, too, last year. Right. So, there's examples of Andrew Barry being very smart and very right, by the way, about mm -hmm. some of the moves he's made. So, um, and I think that's what the good teams do. You don't try to compound a mistake on a draft pick by doubling down on it and forcing that their hand. Look at the Niners as an example. They trade a haul yeah. for Trey Lance, and lo and behold, the guy who's actually the right fit for their scheme, and some of it is injury and all of that other stuff with Lance, but Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. And what did the Niners do? They said, hey, we were wrong. Let's trade Trey Lance away. So I think we're starting to see Andrew Barry just learn and develop as a GM. Yeah. And he's the good thing is, and obviously by being here four years and now going into year five in, in line for a contract extension, he has made more right moves than wrong moves uh, at key positions, and it's paid off. Yeah. In conversation with Chris Oldak from ESPN Cleveland, uh, and we look at other uh, free agents now. I did a couple of weeks ago, Chris went through, all the Browns free agents kind of like, okay, who do we want to key? Who maybe not with the salary cap situation as it mm -hmm. was with it being flipped, it might allow for a bit of flexibility. And, you know, I, I wonder like if Joe Flacco doesn't get the new England opportunity or something, I'd be fine paying a little bit more for him. Maybe it lets us a Darius Smith come back uh, on, on another short term deal where you can have him and, and then keep that group together for a little bit longer and maybe it does come down where, you know, you don't have to look to trade or restructure a Wyatt Teller or um, or someone like that. Like it does at least give some flexibility to those bigger name free agents. Yeah, there's definitely a little more flexibility. And it is interesting because Andrew Barry is also very good at not only looking at the impending free agents this year, who can we bring back? Mm -hmm. But I think he's also been very good at looking a year down the road as well. Um and who can, I'm not saying there's going to be extensions this off season, right. but a guy like um, MJ Emerson, I know he's going to be going into what year three. Yeah. So he's not quite in line for an extension then, but I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing other restructures starting to set up that down the road. Cause you kind of have to, especially been awesome. because Emerson's going to be a guy who, who knows how much longer Denzel Ward is going to be around 
or let me let me put it this way. I shouldn't say let how much longer he's going to be the number one corner. There's right. no signs of slowing down. But in two years from now, maybe Emerson is that guy. So I think the flexibility flexibility this year is not only great for the immediate, okay, who can we put next to a Miles Garrett? Are there any linebackers we can bring in or whatever position you're looking at? But I also think they're starting to look down the road too of the MJ Emersons of the world. Like we know JOK's in line for a contract extension as well. Yeah, got to uh, pay. Right. So th- there are key pieces here that you look at and say, like, we can't let these guys even sniff free agency. So Andrew Barry's got, got his hands full. He's going to be busy for quite some time here. Well, and you mentioned Denzel Ward and when he's on the field, phenomenal. But we see year after year, like we talked about Deshaun Watson missing time. you got to bank in two to three games at least without Denzel Ward. But you know what? How many Browns? I know Browns fans. And I, I'll say this, though, about Denzel Ward. I want to have his back for a second. People make it sound like he misses 10 games a year. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's just not that. I mean, I, I think anywhere probably between three to four, maybe there was a year he had five. But I think that three to four is that is that sweet spot. But Andy, I'm signing up for that all day long. I mean, I understand that um, it's annoying as a fan when you see him out for whatever injury, but you're telling me you're not going to sign up for arguably the best corner in the league who is underrated, in my opinion. Um, and maybe that comes across as a homer and I don't care. And he's but, sensational when he's on. Right. Absolutely. So, so I'm going to sign up for half the field being shut down for 75% of the season. And sure, roll the dice the other few games, but I, I can live with it. He's so good that I'm willing to have him miss a couple of games. So let me bring up this name then, Greg Newsom. Who, when you, because with quarterback, we know you can never have enough. You need depth, right. you need the rollout. Right. They drafted um, the Mitchell kid last year as well. Let's see, he could develop too. That could be a bit of a dark horse developer. Uh, I'm sure Barry will draft or bring in other guys. But now you have Greg Newsom who with the salary cap update, his fifth-year option also got bumped up a level. And I don't know about you, Chris, but to me, I'm not saying I don't want Greg Newsom long-term. I'm just saying I feel fine going into this year. Let him play it out and see where it goes. If he balls out, well, let's let's see if we can do a Grant Delpit type thing, sign him in year. If he doesn't, then you can see what the market says. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. Do you sign him now hoping to get him on the cheap and keep him here longer? Right. Where if he goes into next year, balls out. Um, and Greg Newsom had a really good year. Yeah. Sour taste in my mouth from how he played in Houston, um, which well, is unfortunate because, yeah. I mean, you could say that about just about every Brown in that game. Um, but overall, I thought he had a really nice year. I thought it was solid. So do you go into this year saying, okay, be even better, and then he's going to get a massive deal elsewhere as a number one corner? Because there are teams where Greg Newsom would be your number one corner in this league. Sure. So I think it's um, almost a luxury to have three corners, the skill levels that the Browns do. Um, so I, I'm not ready to let him go, but if we're being honest, and this is not me trying to run him out of town, if you're looking at – assets on this team in terms of players because the Browns again for the third straight year don't have a first round draft pick if you're trying to land um, some type of big name wide receiver via trade this offseason mm-hmm. Greg Newsom is and this is actually a compliment he's probably your most valuable asset or one of the most valuable assets that you have in terms of where he is in his career where his contract is how he's been playing so 
I I would love to see him back because, like you made the point, you can never have enough corners, especially knowing what we just talked about. Denzel's going to miss three, four games. MJ Emerson was healthy all year. So I would love to see all three of them back again, but I, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be, you know, jaw on the floor if they said, hey, we're going to let Newsom play uh, his fifth year on his option. Yeah, and that's, you know, depending, Andrew Barry knows the salary cap better than either of us and however he, right. he maps it out we'll we'll be fine with it now we mentioned jok the linebacker spot we know is not a valued position at the same level as the secondary or the d-line sure and, and really chris i think the pattern and andrew Berry proved it with his own work is you know what we're going to try to get later round even if it's a second round later round linebackers or free agencies to plug and play and try to develop those young guys like we just did with jok like I think that's probably the pattern we're going to keep seeing because Andrew Barry can point to like, hey, I, that guy's the an example. Yeah, and with with JOK, and we saw it really from all the linebackers this year. I thought personally, with the additions that the Browns had made on the defensive line and really beefing it up there, mm -hmm. JOK mm -hmm. looked great. Anthony yeah. Walker, when he was out there and he was playing well, um, looked really good. Like the linebackers were able to get downhill and be aggressive. Where last year, when your defensive line is getting blown off the ball. And you're getting as a linebacker, you're getting blocked into. You can't do anything. So I thought a lot of it had to do with the defensive line. Um, but and I'm I kind of have a uh, there's a special place in my heart for JOK. And it, when they drafted him a few years ago, I thought I this was one of my takes. I said, boy, he's going to revolutionize the linebacker spot here in Cleveland. And mm -hmm. I'd kind of been I've been waiting and waiting. <laughs> and this year, I I, we, I finally saw what I, what I saw at Notre Dame. And I thought he played great this year. He was, yeah. he looked a lot bigger too. Like it looked like he hit like a growth spurt or something. Bit of meat, yeah. Um, so I thought he was great. So I, I think they could use another big middle linebacker. And not comparing from a skill level, but someone that like you look at, and you go, oh my god, Ray Lewis is over there. Like what? Let's account for him. If they can find somebody like that um, in free agency, great. Um, but I would not be surprised at all, Andy, to see them take a flyer on some type of linebacker middle to late rounds in the draft and say, right. let's let's have him learn under the tutelage of a JOK, a talkie talkie um, if he's back. So I think there's options there, but um, I'd like to see them beef that up a little bit. Another, that's another position that was just beat up by injuries. Oh, for sure. And I think for, for those later picks, you really have to look at for linebacker, for example, is okay, does it, let's pick a player that has an elite trait, but rough in other areas. Let's have a guy, he can go get right. it, but maybe he's not great in pass, whatever. And right. try to mold that way. Now, an area, a couple more for you, Chris, um, is the defensive line. And this really is coming down to, for the Browns, second round pick, assuming they stay there at 54. Do you go wide receiver? Do you go defensive line? Obviously, free agency is going to tell us um, or hint a little bit towards which way they go there. But do you think, Chris, it's wiser to go wide receiver, free agent, big name, or trade, you know, or defensive line if you could land them, like some of the big names out there, like that Chris Jones. I, I'm, I'll tell you right now, you'll hear me in Cleveland from Toronto if they get Chris Jones. That'd be wild. Yeah, I would love Chris Jones. Um, I would also love the free agent out of Miami, uh, Christian Wilkins, yeah. if they could pull that off somehow. Um, it. I don't know if there is a right or wrong uh, in general around the league, but one knock I think you could have on Andrew Barry is his wide receiver draft history. 
Um, It's not great. You have DPJ, uh, Michael Woods, uh, Anthony Schwartz, and uh, David Bell, and Cedric Tillman. Cedric Tillman. So you have five guys. DPJ was probably the best out of all of them. He's no longer on the team. Cedric Tillman is a rookie. I don't know. Um, I'm confident he can still develop, but I, a little underwhelming last year, not necessarily just by from his skill set. I think just lack of opportunities more so than anything. So yeah. if it's me um, and I look at Andrew Barry, I would say go get the wide receiver in free agency because A, he's probably a proven player. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andrew Barry's draft record of wide receivers is not the prettiest. Um, and then with the I would imagine some of the names on this Browns defensive line free agency list of their own, at least one of them, two of them maybe will come back. That way, if you draft somebody in that second round, they're not feeling that pressure immediately of, I have to step in and make an immediate impact. You would love them to as a second rounder, but I think that takes a little bit of pressure off of maybe an every down type of guy. And it depends too. Do you get development in year two from a third round pick from last year, that Siaki Ika? Right. The big fridge guy. You have to get right development of that. That's a possibility. You got Isaiah McGuire, who I really like coming out, who didn't get a lot of opportunities, who popped a little bit. And I'll say this. Right. I think my my kind of bold prediction here, Chris, I think we're talking this time next year, we're talking about, wow, what a year Cedric Tillman had. I just think this guy. Boy, I he, hope so. I hope I, so. I think he's too. Like he had the ankle injury in Tennessee. And you're right. He didn't get a lot of opportunity. But this guy, jump balls. We saw little flashes. Willing blocker. Like this guy loves to pank. Yeah. So you get a jump ball guy, and maybe with a bit more opportunity, he develops, and we're talking about a, a possible breakout star here. If that happens with the Browns, and they either get a free agent or draft another guy, boy, our wide receiver room's looking real good. Yeah, I mean, if there if there's a world in which Cedric Tillman can even approach 80% of what we saw from uh, Amari Cooper last year, Oof. and then you have Amazing. David Njoku, who was great, um, and then if you can find some type of, you know, maybe Elijah Moore, he flashed with Joe Flacco toward the end of the year a little bit. I think once they stopped using Elijah Moore as that gadget type player and just let him right. run routes, I thought he looked better. Yeah, so, I yeah, I mean, you know, that that's all in a perfect world. I'll hold out hope, but definitely I need to see it before I start dreaming yeah. of it. We, we, we can't, you can't just hope for it. You still have to make contingency plans and hope you get pleasantly surprised from that. Right. Last one for you here, Chris. I get asked all the time if Pete Browns fans they're they're nervous, they're they're wringing their hands about Nick Chubb. You see a little report here and there about and people, Nick Chubb's going to get cut. I'm like, he's not going to get cut. Nick Andrew Chubb's not go. going anywhere. Not, okay, can, can he, you say it again, please? So Nick Chubb is not going anywhere. At there least, at, well, at least not this year. Let me say not that. So I I am I'm one of those fans that I think I would fit in right with everybody else. Freaking like if if they came out. And again, I don't expect it to happen. Andrew Barry actually spoke today at the combine. It was like, oh. look, we don't, we don't want, you know, you, he reiterated how he ended the his end of season press conference of like, look, we don't want Nick Chubb's last carry as a Brown to be his injury. We don't yeah. want that. So I'm going to believe that Andrew Barry and the Browns will work something out with Nick Chubb. But if for whatever reason the total 180 was done. I would be leading the march on Berea saying, how dare you release and mess with our Nick Chubb? How dare you, Andrew (laughs) Barry? So I would be the first one there with everybody, but I'm not worried about it. And ultimately it's a business, but I think Nick Chubb um, is different. Like you could say, like, you don't pay running backs. You don't do this. You don't do that with them. You know, somebody who's coming off a double knee surgery, a major injury, um, you just don't pay them. 
I think Nick Chubb is different. He's yeah. one of maybe two or three running backs in the league that you would still bring back. And look, I'm not sitting here saying he's going to be the same guy. He pro- In all likelihood, he probably won't. That's just the nature of the injury. But if you're telling me he can come back middle of the season and ramp up into form for a potential playoff run, I would I would sign up for that. Given the circumstances, I'd sign up for it. Yeah. Even, a, even if he's starting as a goal line guy, like – uh, yeah. right. and yeah. the elevation boost you're right it is it is different and what, what's refreshing to me we talked about andrew barry's growth here chris and it's i think andrew barry when he first started all, all analytics numbers nick chubb's an old robot nick chubb's a number boom he is i think he's getting it like it just seems like yes the numbers are important yeah but now i'm also in tune with the locker room with the human side because these are these aren't robots these are human right. human beings and it seems like he's in charge in, in tune with that. And from hearing him say that, that really gives me hope. I'm like, okay, him and Stefanski, they are really growing together, I think. Oh, totally agree. And I and I'm right there with you that if this was Andrew Barry's first year, he would look at Nick Chubb as a uh, cap casualty. And that yeah, that would be the end of it. That's um, it. but to your point, analytics does not take into account human emotion. And maybe GMs shouldn't be making decisions with human emotion. Like, let's call it for what it is. Yeah. But again, I think just Nick Chubb is such a unique player and a unique individual and just what he means to this team that it, it, it makes too much sense to bring him back at least for another year. I'm with you. Chris, very generous with your time as always, man. Tell people where they can find you. You're everywhere. I'm, I'm everywhere. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, on X, at the OG Paw. You can hear me, ESPN Cleveland, weekdays 9 to 1, uh, producing the really big show with Tony Rizzo and Aaron Goldhammer. And then on Saturday mornings on ESPN Cleveland, 10 to noon, myself and Nick Paulus, a little Paw and Paulus action coming your way every Saturday. Love that Saturday show, brother. Thank you so much for coming on. Talk soon. Appreciate it. Anytime. All right. There he goes. Chris Oldak from ESPN Cleveland, one of my favorites. Uh, so there you go. Nick Chubb's not going anywhere, people, okay? We, we, he's not. You can see an article. You can see the cap numbers we know. Mathematically speaking, it doesn't make sense to keep him if it's any other guy. But Andrew Barry's showing that realization of what he means to the team. Not every team has this type of guy. Not every team has this type of guy every 10 years. Special player. So I think he's going to be fine. Next up, I'm going to be diving in deep to the combine this week, folks. Hey, this is my, my, I, I jump in, get my notepad. I'm looking at my notes from last year too, some, and we go through, I'm going to be focusing on wide receiver and defensive tackle specifically little sprinkle of the running back late picks. I want to see if there's any kind of, you know, later round guys maybe could take a Kareem hunt role. And of course the, the quarterbacks, maybe some, a little gem here and there. So lots of combine talk on next Tuesday show, but big thanks, big thanks to Chris Oldak from ESPN Cleveland. To Anella, to Sammy, to the whole sick podcast crew. Hey, free agencies around the corner. Combines here. The draft is coming up. So much excitement in the Browns world. We will see you next week on the sick podcast with Andy Matner. And as always, go Browns. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.